0: There's no college, no university, there's no training to go to to get a degree or certified or to get a certain level of competence in relationships. And we know the reason is we're meant to bring it.
1: Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I am your host, Rosie Acosta, yoga teacher and teacher trainer, mindfulness coach, speaker, and creative writer. I'm also the founder of radicallyloved.com, a website where you can go for more information about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and lifestyle advice. On this podcast, we talk to people within our health and wellness community that are creating content through the ritualistic practice of yoga, meditation, or overall mindful living. We hope to create value in your life so that you can achieve your highest potential and live a radically loved life. To stay in touch with us, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at Rosie Acosta, and on Facebook, at Radically Loved Rosie. You can sign up for our newsletter on radicallyloved.com to stay up to date on future workshops, retreats, and latest podcasts. I hope that Radically Loved Radio leaves you feeling inspired to create something powerful. My teacher, Yoga Rupa Rodstreger, says, if you powerfully believe in the value you have to offer the world, your love and passion for it will be an unstoppable force. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, Four Sigmatic, the coffee that gets you fired up. Aside from supporting energy, stamina, and athletic performance, cordyceps have been studied for their strong antioxidant properties. I have been so obsessed with this coffee for the last year. I've been drinking it and I've been traveling with it. And in case coffee doesn't pump you up enough, how about coffee paired with one of the most energy-supporting mushrooms on the planet, cordyceps. So coffee is so energizing because it stimulates the central nervous system and the adrenal glands. But combining this with a more balanced cellular energy to support uh, our immune system and our health function, this mushroom can result in a balanced stimulation while using only half of the amount of caffeine normally found in a coffee, which is awesome. (laughs) They also have an incredible matcha mix that is my absolutely new favorite, and they want to give our listeners a gift. So for those of you who are curious and want to try the mushroom coffee that doesn't taste like mushrooms, go to foursigmatic.com forward slash radically loved. So that's foursigmatic.com forward slash R-A-D-I-C-A-L-L-Y-L-O-V-E-D for 15% off of all of their products. Thanks for listening. I'm so excited to have these next guests on my show because uh, not only did they just write this incredible book called The New Power Couple, but it really inspired a lot of uh, new ways for me to not only just see my personal relationship and my relationships with my friends, but how we create relationships in the world. So I'd like to welcome these two incredible people, Erin and Jocelyn Freeman. Welcome.
0: Hey there. Hello,
1: Um, you guys, seriously, this book, (laughs) this book is so, this book is so great. And I really want to be able to dive into a couple of questions that I have, uh, about the book, but I really just want to talk to you guys because I feel like we're friends Mm. and, (laughs) and I think, you know, you're, you're, knowledge and expertise is something that our audience will really be able to connect with. So uh, for the people that are listening that don't know who you guys are, if you guys can just tell us a little bit about yourselves and what this book is about and the work that you do in the world.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for saying that about our book. And I definitely feel the resonance with you and your fiance. So awesome. Well, I'm going to kind of answer it in a two part. The first part being a little bit probably odd because most people say their title, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right. But I'm going to say our vision statement because our vision statement is really who we are, which our vision is to experience joy, massive contribution and financial abundance. Through speaking, mentorship, and investing, so that we can empower couples to fulfill their dreams together. And so, our vision statement, which we'll share a little bit more about that, because that's one of our favorite philosophies of, of how people can create their couple's vision statement. But that's really who we are. We have years ago when we were both working. I was a nurse, actually. Aaron, an engineer. And when we really started to tap into our purpose and we were like, oh, well, our purpose is definitely different than how our life currently looks. That's when we created our vision statement to really, you know, cast out where we were headed. Um, But we we started to just say that's what our lives were about. Our vision was what our lives are about. but. Um, you know, our journey, our path, we could share that if you'd like to hear, you know, from working in the corporate world to discovering our purpose and yeah, really giving our lives to that.
1: I mean, I love I, I love that you guys have this sort of similar story. And I think that, you know, part of what really creates this forum or, or this community is is that we're all we all come from this like minded background where we just we're in, in a place that we feel stuck and we find the courage to make a change and to do the scary thing even when we don't know what's around the corner. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so you wanted to hear more about our story around about Around the Corner?
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, just sort of like hearing uh, a little bit more about how you guys, you know, got out of that uh how, how you came out of the corporate world and now you're doing what you're doing and sort of like what what was your what was the intention behind that and what was the big vision?
0: It's such a good question. I love how you said it doesn't ever happen all at once. And I don't think any successful person would say, oh, yeah, this was the one moment. It's a lot of small, little moments. And it started out with really a question, an idea for us is when we got together we started looking at, well, now we have two lives, we have two families, two ideas of what vacation looks like. And yet we both have these, jo- <laughs> you know, both have these jobs that have PTO time and uh, you know, you have to show up at an office at a specific time. And we had great jobs, don't get me wrong. But it started with a question of how do we live a life of and and not a life of or? Oh. Like, do I see my family this year or yours? Do we go on a vacation or do we do a service project so that's where it started and then so that led us down into another question well what is it that our relationship can really be about and that led us to relationships it led us to writing a book and then that moved into well how can we further give value to couples what are couples struggling with out there so then we started doing mentorship and started doing speaking just based out of i don't know if you could tell i love speaking At any <laughs> opportunity i'll speak every day <laughs> And so it started to say, here's this vision, here's this purpose that our partnership could be about. And now these new avenues, these new channels, as we like to say, started to show up. And like you said, it's just started to unfold itself. It didn't all happen at once. And then it led to us standing in an airport line where we, Jocelyn meets this young girl that has all of her belongings with her. And Jocelyn begins to talk to her like, why is this all of your stuff? And she said, she had a business she was starting, a dessert hummus business to oh. change the, you know, change the food industry and a healthy dessert. And then a year later, angel investors and we're on Shark Tank with her, right? So it's like none of this could ever have been planned. It's like you just have to start in on what's my vision, what am I aligned with, and then allow the next opportunities to really unfold.
1: Yeah, I love that, you know, and and just to sort of. Uh, go back just a tad I really love the the story about how you guys got into a relationship because I know that there was uh, uh, a a breakup involved of sorts and Mm -hmm. so and I think that this really sort of speaks to this idea of really working for what you want and and perhaps even it's the ethos of what you guys do so can you guys tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, well, and it really started even before I met Erin. I had done a lot of inner transformation work around my beliefs about relationships how I showed up in relationships, the patterns I started to fall into. Because to be honest, I started to really lose myself in past relationships. You know, it was a lot of, um, I lacked self-love, so I would do anything to gain theirs. And so as I really started that inner transformation and really clarified who I am and then what I desire in a partnership and what I want that to feel like and look like, then I really was able to receive Aaron. And what was funny, you know, I had been doing a lot of this personal development and I met him. He had not like the idea of, wait, what's a workshop? You know, what, what do you mean the coaching, what is personal development?
0: (laughs) I already went to college for five years. What do I need to sit in a seminar for? (laughs) Yeah.
2: And so I, I, when I was first dating him, you know, I definitely could tell there were Places that he had stories still from his past, even it was hilarious. He would not let me see him on Sundays because that was too serious. I I texted him, you know, when we were first dating, Hey, do you want to watch a movie? It's a Sunday afternoon. And he's texted me and he said, no, that's too domestic. That's too serious. I mean, look, I was oh trying to get my
0: goodness. stuff together. I was washing clothes, making meals. It's like we're just dating, you know. It's, that's yeah. you know, it's like living together. It's you know what? Serious. No,
1: I know. This is so interesting because I think that this this is a great sort of segue to talk about like dating and what's happening in in, in our current society because I really feel that, you know, we're, we're sort of getting conditioned into this idea of, yes, it's important to uh to be an individual and it's important for you to be able to have uh desires for your own self-development but it's also important for us to be in a relationship together so uh, what's your guys ha- what's what has your experience been in in the world at large and, and seeing what's happening in the dating world and how can you guys relate to that
2: yeah, I mean, and this is really what we're on a mission for is really shifting people's relationship to relationships, because even in the personal development world, there isn't a lot around, okay, how can we take these individual perspectives and this individual transformation and merge it? And to be honest, we actually have encountered a lot of people in that personal development world in a relationship grow apart, because what they were missing was a collaborative vision. And that's something, you know, you probably read in our book, it's all over our Mm -hmm. content that we we produce is creating your couple's vision statement. And when that happens, even if people will maybe manifest it differently, it doesn't mean you necessarily are in business together. Although we love it when couples are in business together and, Mm -hmm. you know, monetizing what they love, but even if they're not, and they're creating things separately, they still know how they're each playing their part in their vision and how they're manifesting that. And, And we've really seen that help couples overcome challenges because they both know they're headed in the same direction and that the self-development that they're doing is because they each are becoming those better teammates for each other.
1: What do you guys say to couples or, or two people that are dating that don't share the same vision?
0: We'll create one. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh-huh. I know it's funny. That's a funny answer, but uh-huh. It doesn't have to be so specific. And I I do love your question because it may seem like, oh, I go to one job, maybe the guy's a financial planner and the other one a nurse. And so they go to their separate ways. And, you know, initially they're like, well, we don't have a vision together. We do different things. Well, if you look back at things like, well, what do we want to experience together and what are the activities that have us feel that way? And like what's what's our message? What can our partnership message be to other people? Now you can create something that's specific enough for how you wanna sort of show up and experience life, but also general enough where you can bring in, oh well how I help meet that vision as I go to my job over here, or how I help move our vision forward as i happen to go to this job over here and then you'll also start to see how all these new activities start to unfold where you know people come into your life they seek your advice but whatever that whatever that message is right and ours is is that couples fulfill their dreams together and we lower the divorce rate and for a while while we had our jobs we still did that we still went to our jobs and now it's like people were coming to us and seeing us as resources for that so to answer your question again, if you don't have a vision, create it, and you can create one that's general enough that brings in what I like to say your zone, individual zones of genius, and you can still work towards that vision, however specific yet broad enough it is for both of you. Mm,
1: I love that. So, For the people that don't know what their zone of genius is, do you mind elaborating a little bit?
2: Oh, gosh. Uh, I absolutely love that, and it comes from the book The Big Leap, right? And mm-hmm.
0: It's awesome. It's a goldfish jumping out of a small bowl into a big bowl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had Gay Hendrix on the show. That's one of my favorite
2: episodes. That was the first episode I introduced to Aaron, and I loved that oh, interview so with great. him.
1: Okay, yeah. so go ahead, Jocelyn. Tell us about The Zona of Genius.
2: Well, for me, it's really awesome the way I like to describe it is the experience of life. And I know I'm not as great as memorizing things. Um, but you know, gay would describe it something as it's beyond your zone of excellence. It's not just something you're good at. Like, for example, I was a great nurse. You know, I, I was told by patients all the time. Wow. Like you're one of the best nurses I've ever had. I was, I was in the zone of excellence. It was something I could have done for the rest of my life and I would have been, you know, satisfied, the zone of genius for me, how I've discovered it is really, when do I come alive? Like when do I get activated? And when am I, you know, slightly out of my comfort zone because it feels so alive and it's beyond what I maybe thought I was capable of. But when I'm doing it, I'm really just creating. So again, I know that's probably not the dis- the definition, but does that capture it? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it does, and I think that that's oh, that's such a, a beautiful way of describing it because that's exactly I I, I can relate because I feel like that's exactly what it is, and mm-hmm. you know, part of us being able to learn what that is for ourselves, I think, is one of the keys to creating a long and substantial relationship because I feel like if you're missing that element within yourself, it's going to be harder for you to connect, not only with somebody in an intimate relationship, but also your relationships at large.
0: But I want to go back to your question about if a couple says to themselves, you know, our vision doesn't match up. And even if they do create it how we've been talking about, you look at your zones of genius. And if there is a couple out there that says, hmm, it's in, we can't really seem to find how our zones of genius can really create this partnership together. We do, this is just there for me to share it. We see this word called breaking up or this word called divorce or separating as Something is totally wrong. It shouldn't have happened. And here's my example. When you're in fourth grade, you have a specific teacher. They teach you how to tell time. They teach you addition and subtraction. And then you graduate because you've learned all there was for you to grow into the person that you're becoming. Mm -hmm. Now, you could choose to stay in fourth grade and stay with that teacher because you really like them, but you're not going to grow anymore. You know, you're going to start to feel like you're diminishing. And then so at times in relationships, we do have to recognize maybe the purpose of this relationship and the timing for what i was meant to learn has now just come to a what we like to say completion and that word can com- relationships do complete and in that you can support each other still you may not be entering into a romantic relationship but it doesn't have that significance that wrong feeling about breaking up or separating and just say wow i really appreciate all the things that we taught each other and this is so great we grew into the people we meant to be right now and there's gonna be next teachers on their way.
1: I think that anytime we enter a relationship or we, we, we begin to yes. enter into the world of self-development that it's important for us to do some sort of training to learn all of these skills, don't you guys think? Oh, it's
2: like... Oh,
0: you are speaking to our purpose. <laughs> you just vision-casted, actually, <laughs> our future. I don't know how many years, I'm not interested in the years. I just know it's coming, but... I get to create it. This is awesome. Empowered Couples Institute.
2: (laughs) Yes. You know,
0: people, like you said, people go to university and college for degrees in engineering and psychology and sciences and education. There's no college, no university. There's no training to go to to get a degree or certified or to get a certain level of competence in relationships. And we know the reason is we're meant to bring it.
1: Oh, I love that. Please do. I think it would be so amazing. (laughs) I would send everybody there. I would go there Mm. myself, obviously. But I think that there are so many different layers of relationship building and even leadership. And I know that you guys speak to this uh, in the book as well. So I'm curious to ask you guys what your most favorite thing is about leadership and what your least favorite thing is.
2: Well, what comes to heart, I like to say that instead of what comes to mind <laughs> uh, What comes to heart right there is really what I've been discovering about leadership is the ability to listen and to I think there's this belief sometimes about leadership that it's oh, it's someone who you know always knows what to say and they've got their stuff together. But for me and where I think a lot of people come to me for, you know, what we do and and look to us as leaders is because we listen to people's greatness. And we really we we set our questions for them to feel that they're coming up with the answer. And so that's really my favorite part of leadership is you know, speaking to someone's greatness and I'll even, let's pretend I'm on a coaching call with someone and you know, they're, they're sharing their inner dialogue and what's going on. And in a way I don't even like acknowledge that the stuff that's not actually them. And I'm totally speak to their greatness and what they're doing. And then they're like, Oh wow. Yeah, that is, yeah, that is what I meant. Uh, so that, that's my favorite. What Aaron, what's your least favorite part?
0: My least favorite part about leadership is when it gets collapsed with management. And when management starts to feel like getting people to do things, forcing them to do things, having to pick up the pieces. Now we learned in the past couple months, there's leadership. And when you're a leader, you're the visionary. And that's what the leadership role is. And when that starts to get collapsed with management, you're not leading anymore. So there's this distinction between leadership and management. And then my least favorite part about, again, leadership is when it does start to feel like I have to manage something because that's not what it was meant for.
1: Mm. Yeah. I'm like, there's so much in there. <laughs> there's so much in there, I think, um, as far as, you know, all the the things that come along with, with being a leader as well. Um, is it worth it? Yeah.
2: I mean, are you asking if we feel it's worth it? Yeah. Well, yeah. And for me, I think we all really are leaders and it's just people discovering their own self-expression. Again, that's where it's, you know, this idea that a leader is, you know, a Jim Rohn, a leader is Tony Robbins. Well, no, you are a leader. It just looks different. And and it takes you stepping into your own authentic self. And that's where I think people don't relate to themselves as leaders is when they're wavering on who they are, um, and think they need to look like someone else.
1: Yeah. As far as, you know, working with, with people, uh, have you get, what do you guys do when you encounter people that really want to change, but they lack the motivation or the drive?
0: yeah what just came to me is then and nothing i want to say nothing wrong with this at all because leadership the vision of a leader cannot be fulfilled without those that are going to manage the structure and the actions and making making sure people are doing what they need to do so the leadership doesn't happen without management and vice versa so like what you're saying someone in that position they just need to hook their cart to someone that has a great vision and what's great is You don't have to have all the pieces and you bring your skills. You know, we talk about this in relationships, but this can be in anything, business relationships. And you bring your skills and those that don't have the motivation or the inspiration. Again, just hook your cart to someone that's that's that is their natural expression. And here you create a great collaborative team when you can leverage each other's quote unquote differences.
2: I'd also add to that too, because it's funny, we, so we have a survey that we send to people before we have a conversation with them. And one of the final questions is, you know, about what challenges they run into. And I'd say 50% of people say they lack motivation. And often when we dive into that, they really think it's about motivation, like their ability to keep, stay in action, know what next action to take and really it's often something else that's going on it's it's something they haven't forgiven themselves about um it's some belief they have about who they are or what they're capable of or even really not seeing their vision clearly and to be honest when i was you know a nurse initially i didn't relate to myself as a quote unquote Leader, And even when I entered into the personal development world and I started to expand what I really thought was possible because I didn't know the steps on how to create a vision. It was like, I would hear people like, yeah, create a vision. And it's like, Okay, how do you do that? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, Okay, like that's like saying, you know, let me please, you know, put in an IV, you know, to save someone's life. You'd be like, okay, but how do you do that? Hmm. So that's why in our book, and anyone, you know, we, we do, I'll just do a quick. Uh, free resource. We put our ebook for free on our website and there's a step-by-step process on how to actually create a vision statement. And so I think the motivation sometimes has some, you know, subconscious belief, but also sometimes it's just not, they just haven't been given the right questions mm. to answer. Yeah. Oh,
1: I love that. Well, I feel like so often we don't ask the right questions, yes. especially when we're, when we're stuck or when we feel like we can't, overcome an issue or if we're stuck in, uh, you know, a, a stagnant place with our partner. It's like I feel like what needs to happen is, is the right question needs to be asked.
2: Exactly.
1: What have you guys found has been If you had, there's so many, I know that you guys have all these free resources that that people can, you know, download seven habits for a successful partnership and, you know, all all these different things. But if you were to say, what's the main key for people to uh, create a deeper connection with anyone? Mm.
0: With anyone, not just their partner?
1: No, not just the partner. I think just with people in general. Mm
0: uh authenticity is king and authenticity is attractive you know i'll I'll go back for some reason i'm really feeling those that might be dating and that's the key just authenticity and whether you're in a leadership role whether you're just getting to know someone even someone on the street to be the person that goes first that's authentic that is vulnerable that opens up a like a whole new world i mean I, i do this for fun all the time you know people are mostly kind of going about and we'll say in their routine and kind of just I'll just say sleepwalking through life mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you catch someone and ask them like a different question which we mentioned yeah or share something like really authentic like man I've I really just been struggling today you know I just gotten this disagreement and and so, and you'll like see people's eyes like open. It's like all of a sudden they're awake to life. It's like, they're like, oh my gosh, how'd I get here? Yeah. And so deeper connection with people can happen within just a minute or three minutes. And it's really a function of how authentic and how willing you're to be, you are to be open.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so true. I, I, I agree with that because I feel like any, any, uh, reflection or any response you get from somebody being truly authentic is is going to be deep and substantial because it's you're responding to something that is that is true and real I feel like that when we you know kind of pacify what we're going through a lot of the time it, it creates this veil of superficiality that we can't really penetrate sometimes with people
0: oh that's such a good point point. and also I just thought about there's this idea or this feeling we start to get like we're the only person going through this challenge.
1: Right.
0: (laughs) You you know, it's something about the mind that that does that to separate us from people. And when you're authentic and you share something and then another person can be like, I was just going through that this week. Oh my gosh. And there's like this this freedom and this peace around, oh, I'm not the only person going through this. And that creates instant connection too. Mm.
1: I have a question for for both of you. Uh, well, either of you can answer this. But if there is someone listening right now, uh, a woman or man who is recently going through a hard time in relationships, maybe they just uh, were broken up with, maybe they just got out of a relationship, and they're feeling like they're never gonna find the one, or they're never gonna be, ha- they're never gonna find partnership, or they're just gonna be alone forever. And their their desire is that they want to find somebody. What do you say to somebody that's in that state?
2: Well, it's definitely one of my favorite topics outside of mentoring couples in fulfilling their dreams. Uh, another of my favorite is attracting their soulmate. So I have other resources on that too, and it's it's huge. I I have people really entrust in me some vulnerable things they share, like really empowered people, entrepreneurs, leaders. And oftentimes it's an area for them, um, you know, Oh, I'm doing so well with money and business and my health. Why, why this relationship area? And I think, you know, and that's why I talk to people so ongoingly because it's not ever just one thing for each person, but a big beginning step for people is to do an inventory of those places that they haven't been able to maybe get over a certain relationship And do an inventory about what you've learned in that relationship, because sometimes people will feel like they can't move into the future because they're like, oh, why didn't that work out? Why wasn't I good enough? Um, You know, why didn't they want to be with me Or, or why are they not the person I want? Whatever question they keep asking themselves, just like you said, Rosie, it's a matter of what question you're asking. And so people will ask those kind of pervasive, non-answerable type of questions. So to ask a better question, what did I learn from that relationship? And and to be honest, when I started that process, I, I had to face also where I played a part in that. And that's, I think, some of the aspects people resist the most in kind of healing that area of their life is they we don't want to face maybe where we had our dark side there, you know, like I had to face where I was extremely jealous. And I would, you know, text and say at a party, like, where are you? And Oh, are you talking to, you know, women or ask them afterwards, or, you know, after the party, just kind of start to be a little standoffish. And they'd be like, you know, what's, what's going on? What's wrong? So I, I, I had to face my part, and um, so when I did that, I gained a lot of freedom. Okay, this is what I learned. Wow, I learned what it feels like to not trust people. Okay, let me work on trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big, good beginning step.
0: I'm glad Jocelyn did that work before we got together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think well, would it have been well? How would you have dealt with that? How how do men deal with that?
0: Oh, that well, let me. <laughs> The two-part answer is <laughs> me, five years ago, I dealt, I dealt with it the same I always dealt with it. I got myself out of a relationship before I got hurt because all the evidence in my past relationship showed that I was going to be the one that was going to be broken up with or hurt. So I, withdrew, I would withdraw myself. I would, you know, almost subconsciously exit myself out of a relationship. So that's how I dealt with it. And I think that's how a number of relationships out there deal with it,
2: but perhaps a healthy way. And I know Aaron, <laughs> Aaron would say this too. Um, but cause I, Aaron actually just has been doing some videos about, you know, men and, and the role that they can play. But mm-hmm. I think is if men can hold space and really not be non-reactive and have the consciousness to say, Hey, you know, what's going on for you? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm hearing that, there's some fear coming up for you. There's some lack of trust, you know, where does that come from? You know, would you like to talk about that? So because again, I think Aaron had pointed to this earlier, relationships are a mirror for us. And so if the man, or it could be the woman, because it could be reversed. The, the man could be the jealous one and is whoever is holding space for the person you know to just be like hey let's look at that where'd that come from because we're all facilitating transformation for each other yeah
0: another way to say that just in case people aren't sure what hold space means you make it about you and that's the only thing that that's what any argument is based on it's like i'm over here my brain and my feelings and my emotions are saying this person is saying i caused an upset or this is a my fault, the blame is over here. And then immediately, certainly for the masculine energy, it's like, we got to defend against that, right? Because we don't want to feel like we disappointed our partner. So the main thing is just check when, when someone is saying all these things to me in an emotional upset manner, let me just remember, they've got something they're dealing with. This isn't about me. And that's really the most powerful only first step that anyone really needs to get. That's so good.
1: That's great. What is there a place or uh, a question that you guys ask each other when you're in in those moments of disconnection or when you feel like you guys are on a different uh, page? Is there a practice that you guys have where you're able to, you know, have, I don't know, a timeout or let's reconnect or is there anything that you guys do in those moments or do you guys just give each other space?
2: Well, it's such a good question because actually at our last couples brunch, we introduced a resource we had made called the family meeting worksheet. Mm. And I think a big I love challenge. That. <laughs> family Yeah, <laughs> right. A family meeting worksheet because One of the things, again, the most self-aware transformed people can still run into this kind of making assumptions, Mm -hmm. making assumptions that everyone is, you know, oh, we're good. We're connected. Yeah. We're both satisfied with our intimacy. And then, you know, people will sometimes withhold things, not intentionally, but subconsciously just kind of like, oh, we've got other things to worry about. Like, I don't need to tell them that I'm, you know, feeling sexually disconnected. So the family meeting worksheet, we really invite people to, you know, if not weekly, at least monthly sit down and, you know, the worksheet goes um, category by category in of life and do a check-in. How are, How's your satisfaction level in our communication, intimacy? It, it goes into every area just to not make assumptions. And then it catches something early on. You know, Aaron and I are checking in. We'll tell each other before it becomes an issue that, you know, we, we would like to really have more play in life. We catch it really early on. So that helps the not getting to a point of disconnection. Um, but if Aaron, if someone was already there at the place of disconnection, what would you say?
0: Well, like the scientific term for it is habit interrupt, right? All of it is just a pattern and when we can catch the pattern, IE find out what the trigger is and what the routine is and what the reward is. That's all, you know, a formula, but basically circulate energy, change your state. And the easy way to do that is to change your, your physical body. And when, if, you, you know, if you go and check in, Rosie, I'm sure you could probably re- um, resonate with us. But in those moments, it's like if you paused and checked in with what your body is doing, mm. your muscles are tense, your shoulders are probably raised a little bit, your fists might be clenched. And all of that is really just holding on to that energy, and it's so funny how fast this can move. If you do something that's so out of the ordinary, but is agreed upon beforehand, like I'll make a funny face at Jocelyn, or even while <laughs> in the heat, this is this is the best one, even during an argument, you have to have this set up, otherwise the other person will think that you're making patronizing situations. Yeah. yeah. But, So Jocelyn and I have an agreement that we could be in the middle of something and it's like we make the cheesiest face that we can think of and try to have an argument through the cheesiest face you can make. It's really (laughs) difficult. You end up just smiling and laughing and at least that circulates the energy for a minute where you're like, okay. And then you just, you know, you just bring it back. You're in a little bit more of a peaceful, calm state. You can realize this is probably pretty insignificant or you know, at least we're in a state to now move forward. Okay, we moved that energy that was really tense. But okay, I get that you were hurt, or I get that you didn't feel understood. But now given my state, I'm in a place I can actually do something about it, or we can do something about it.
1: I love that. That's really great. That's, that's really great advice. I'm, I'm definitely going to try try that. Because <laughs> I think that there's definitely it, it would be way more productive than just, you know, not, not saying anything, which is my default, you know, um, are there any sort of words of, are there any words of wisdom that you guys live by?
2: Oh goodness. A ton. We are words of wisdom, uh, junkies. One actually it's on our office wall right behind us and it says service to many leads to greatness. And so, you know, service for us is a value. Whether that's service from our time, you know, money, just love, energy, um, is a big value of ours. Aaron, is there another piece of words wisdom?
0: Well, it's funny you ask about this. One, because it's on our wall, but two, I had thought about this. So, service to many leads to greatness, and I just thought about expanding about that, and I said, service of many leaves a legacy. So it to me speaks to I'm an individual person and I can serve many, which leads to greatness. And yet if we come together with a community, a tribe of people, then that service of many that leaves a legacy and that can really transform a whole society or a whole nation or generation.
2: And that just really got me going to say one thing, because a pattern that people fall into, whether it's about money, relationship, is just what can I get? I, I, I wanna make more money, I want, you know, to have that relationship or why isn't my partner doing this? You know, lots of like what I want, but just related to this quote of service to many leads to greatness, how we are when it comes to money, our business, our relationship is really about adding value. Mm. And so if, if your audience, for example, is asking the question about their relationship or, you know, money, it's to check in what value are you adding to, to your business, to your relationships, um, that's where we put our focus first, and it seems to always have energy circulate back to us.
1: yeah, that's that everything that you guys said about legacy and, and service it reminds me of that English no it's a uh, the African proverb that says uh, if you want to go fast, go alone. if you want to go far, go together
0: mm. Yeah.
1: So it's it's very much uh, in in alignment with that. And I, I really I love that that's your your uh, your destiny in life, that this is the work that you guys are doing together. And I really hope that that school or that center gets built so that we, so that we <laughs> can send everybody there um, before. I, I want to be respectful of your time. And so and I want to be sure that I allow for time for you to both answer uh, this next question. So, um, I'll ask you both separately. So, or you guys can both answer. So, um, this this forum, this podcast was created um, obviously as as a place for people to go to to get inspired or to find a little bit more more motivation or to um, you know just find the tools that they need to create the life that they want. And the idea is that we are radically loved by. Uh, God or source or energy or whatever it is a higher power that binds us all together that we're all connected and That radical love creates everything around us and it works for us and not against us so uh, The question to you both is how do you feel radically loved and then what do you radically love?
0: Oh, wow, that's such a great question. Mm -hmm.
2: I'm having to be with it, actually, because it's yeah, so good. Yeah,
1: sit with it. It's just one of those things where you just really have to, like, let it sort of ruminate for a little bit.
0: Uh, well, how I show radical love is, and I'm so grateful because I found that expression. That's, that's when I get the opportunity to speak in front of uh, a group. And I don't ever say it's speaking or leading to a group of people because I facilitate a conversation. And I... I just I show radical love in that environment, and it's probably why I love it so much. That's why I love doing it. That's why I love being a speaker, to feel, facilitate these conversations, to show love like that. And how do I perceive and feel radical love? Man, you really hit me with that one, Rosie. <laughs> you know, that's a place, and maybe this is there for a lot of other people, but. I spend a lot of time and I think a lot of people do in showing others love and the place that it is for us to grow and for me to grow is how do I, how do I receive love? And that's a contribution in itself. I can show love as a contribution, but when I can actually allow like Jocelyn to show me and actually fully receive how much she loves me, that's a gift. And I know that's a place that I'm, I'm working on, um, probably all the time, but, you know, I guess at our couples brunch, um, how the community has come together, and how people come up to us about the space that's been created. Uh, I've really been allowing myself to receive that kind of radical love and acknowledgement from people, and it's been amazing.
1: Wow, I love that. Thank you, okay. Jocelyn.
2: Yeah, again, like I even got a little teary-eyed when you were sharing about, you know, source and and just such a beautiful question, and so. As far as, um, giving love, uh, what actually came to me first, cause I, I think there's a thousand ways I could answer this, but what came to me first was actually, um, first showing myself love. Mm. And if, when I do that and it's really a daily commitment, um, and there's different practices to do that, that then I'm not in the way of other people. And, What I mean by that is if I have really set that intention for myself, done the energy work in the morning to love myself, that when I now go to a meeting with someone, I'm not in the space, you know, I'm, I'm with them and can really be with them. And I think that's the way I can really, um, love them. If that makes sense.
1: It does. Yes.
2: Um, And then as far as receive love, well, I think I kind of, that's also right there, you know, just in terms of receiving love from within. So through my practice of meditation and, and that's been for me a a fun exploration. You know, I think I used to be like, Oh, I need to be that quiet sitting meditator. And, you know, I, I sometimes meditate by like sitting and swaying and listening to a classical song or sitting with cacao or writing or it really manifests a lot of different ways so creating play around that. So just through um turning inward and in having that practice of connecting to source. Hmm.
1: Those are really beautiful answers that you guys both <laughs> just gave. Um and I I find it really uh, sweet that you're both so dedicated to loving on everyone else maybe Maybe we, start, we need to start focusing on, on doing more for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you both so much. Um, again, I want to be respectful of your time, and I also want uh, a little bit of time to let the audience know where they can contact you, where they can get the book, and the best way to reach you both.
2: Oh, well, thank you. And seriously, your questions for me are just so high vibe and okay. like I'm charged <laughs> up right now. They were so uh,
0: good.
2: So yeah. So Yeah. Um, as far as connecting with us, you know, in addition to just social media, we're at Meet the Freemans. Um, our website, like we said, we provide a ton of free resources from our ebook. Also, one of our favorite is actually we um, have a webinar called. Learn and grow rich as a couple, and that's growing rich in time, relationship, intimacy, communication, and that's a webinar that's available on our website. So, meetthefreemans.com. So, with an S, you got our book there, videos, podcast, um, the webinar. Just would love to hear from you all.
1: That is so. That's great. And and so, and um, where are you guys most active on social media?
2: I'd say gosh Instagram seems to be really fun Facebook love we do tons of content on there and we'll respond to anyone but it seems like the algorithm is always crazy
1: <laughs> <laughs> It is. I spend most of the time on Instagram too so that's just kind of like where where I can interact but um oh of course I love
2: following you uh,
1: I know I just it's it's I need a scale back a little bit. That's part of my intention. For the, those of you listening before we actually got on this uh, call, we were talking about our intentions for this year. So it was fun to be able to hear what Aaron and Jocelyn's uh, intentions were for this year. Uh, so I'm hoping what I'd like to do is have you guys on again soon and we can do part two of this conversation. And we, can, we can check in on our intentions to see where they're at. I
2: love that anytime. absolutely love talking to you.
1: Well, I want to thank you guys both so much, not only for creating very intentional, authentic and valuable content for us and for being so giving um, and just for being incredible lights in the world. So I really appreciate you both for sharing that and sharing your wisdom here on this podcast with me and with us. So thank you both so much. And I really hope that I get to talk to you guys again soon in the future.
0: Thanks for seeing us that way. (laughs) <laughs> and we, we, we love you. Anytime we can jump back and dive into this exploration we're in.
1: Oh, thank you guys both so much. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us. Message us on Instagram at Rosia Acosta or on Twitter at Rosia Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes. Write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going.